Publisher Podcast, Episode 78. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another season, our third season of the Publisher Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigworth, your host, and I am so excited to take a moment to talk to you about all the things that we have coming up in this year, or in the next few months at least, and kind of go over some thoughts that have been on my mind. And the biggest thing is how badly do you want it? So that's what I'm gonna be talking about with some tips and resources on helping you achieve your goals this year as an indie author or uh, through your marketing, regardless of your route to publishing, etc. So, Let's get started with just a recap of what's happening, what's going on, and what you can look forward to. It is January as I am recording this, and we are getting very close to our next Women in Publishing Summit. If you're a listener to this podcast and haven't checked out womeninpublishingsummit.com, you need to head over right away um, and see what is there for you. First of all, we have our tickets on sale right now. They're on an early bird special. And we want to make sure that you get in on the lower end pricing for that. So womeninpublishingsummit.com, you'll find on our main page all the information about the schedule, the speakers, what's happening, what the summit is all about. And we hope that you'll grab a ticket and join us because this year is going to be amazing. As always, uh, the way the conference works is that it's a virtual conference, so you can attend from anywhere in the world. No matter where you are, you can be a part of this event. It is run live, though, which gives us the opportunity to engage and interact and make connections, find resources, find other authors or other publishers, other editors, other experts in our field that you can collaborate with and, um, and, and work with to help you as you're going along in this process. It's run live, um, as I just mentioned, which means we have four different Zoom rooms and we have our presenters and our sponsors come in and are actually there live. Now, obviously we have time zone issues, um, so you may not be able to attend all events live. You might be working or the first couple days of the conference. We totally understand that. So everything is recorded and you can come back and um, watch those recordings at your leisure throughout the year. So access will remain open to these recordings until the end of 2023, at which point we will shut that down. But we'll give plenty of opportunity and time for you to go in and, and get the information that you need from those. So here's the deal we have a four days jam-packed with information our first day generally focuses on writing and writing craft things around that some other things um that that go into that field sometimes there's some mindset other things like that on day two we dig into editing production and routes to publishing so if you have questions about how you should edit how you should find an editor what type of editing um, you need if you have questions on what routes to publishing you should take should you self-publish should you hybrid should you traditionally publish we have all of those and then some other things on production so if you're DIYing we have things on book cover design we have things on other things that will help you through that um, phase of your journey 
Day three is all about marketing. So we've brought in some of the best people that we can think of who can talk to authors about marketing their books. And day four is all about business growth. So we really dig into some of the things that you can do to expand once you are writing, once you're publishing, once you or are a publisher, um, are someone else in this industry. What types of things can you be doing to grow your audience, to see better results, to sell books in a different way? Um, all of those types of things that we bring in so that you can get a well-rounded approach to your journey. So it is is truly a wonderful um, event. We have lots of time and opportunities for networking, which if you don't know this already, networking and, and getting with other people in this industry, whether it be other authors, whether it be service providers, editors, publishers, all of those things, these are crucial components to making forward progress in your journey as an author. And we provide plenty of opportunity for those in there. We also sponsor have sponsor um, opportunities so that you can learn about uh, the service providers and the people in our industry who are creating products and tools for you. You can come in and learn about their services. You can ask them all the questions in the world so that you can make a very knowledgeable decision. And most of our sponsors have really great offers to help reduce the cost of their services for the attendees of our conference. So it's really great. We've received so much wonderful feedback from our attendees the last few years, and it really brightens my day to see how uh, how these folks are having a lifetime impact based on not only what they learn in the conference, but almost more importantly, who they met at the conference, who they came in contact with. Um, one of our episodes this season is with Rainey Harveth, and we talk about uh, the decision that she made to go back and, and re-edit her book, get a new cover design, and republish her book. That's coming up later in the season. But when we were discussing things, I thought it was amazing how she shared with me a testimonial that the Women in Publishing Summit actually changed her life. Not just changed, you know, a little bit, but she said the thing that she learned and the connections that she made set her on a trajectory that was completely different and really had a big impact on the next decisions that she made and the success of of her book beyond that. So getting feedback like that is is really exciting to me because that's really why we have this event uh, to help authors and publishers, editors, book cover designers, all of the folks in the industry to, to make those kinds of changes, to get access to the people that can help them make those changes and to have a community to support them in the way so that we can all grow and succeed together. So womeninpublishingsummit.com, please head over there. Um, I do have a coupon code that you can use to save an additional $50. And that code is 50OFFWIP23. So 50OFFWIP23. If you use that coupon code, you'll save an additional $50. Um, and we just know that you're going to get oodles more of value out of the conference um, than than you ever even anticipated. So we're super excited about that. The lineup is fantastic. We're bringing in new speakers, new sponsors, new information. Um, so if you've attended in the past and are wondering, well, am I going to get anything more? I've attended last year or the year before, maybe two or three years. We have people who have attended every single year and continue to come back because the content is that good and the environment is that good. And I'll say from a personal perspective, I'm a professional at this industry. I do this day in and day out and have been doing so the last decade, published thousands of books with different authors, and it is um, 
it's so exciting to me that even I am still learning new things from every single session. There has not been a session in the last eight years that we've run this conference that I didn't learn something from or get a different perspective about. So if you're worried about the fact that, oh, you've attended in the past and may not get anything new, I'm here to tell you that is just not the case. So let us know. Um, if you have questions, you can email us at support at summit.com. You can uh, see the schedule and the speakers at summit.com and we just we really hope that you'll join us because it's going to be a magnificent event as always all right so i am really excited about the lineup that we have for season three of the publisher podcast i have been doing interviews out the wazoo the last um few weeks and months getting ready to relaunch this ser- series and this season we've brought in all kinds of different people talking about things across the spectrum of writing, publishing, selling, marketing, branding, uh, mindset, writing, craft. Um, Just did a great interview with a new-to-me wonderful expert in our industry, uh, Jesse Kniff, who is an expert in writing blurbs, which is something we've never talked about, and digging into what what you need to write a great blurb for your book. So, I mean, across the board, just brand new topics, lots of fun things. I'm really hoping that you will subscribe so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes because we've got everyone from an actor who's come in and talked about his process with marketing his books. And hey, let me tell you, if famous people still need help with marketing their books, it tells me that we all do. Book marketing is tough and challenging and sometimes we don't always see the results that we hope that we'll see right away. So we'll talk about marketing. We'll talk about submitting um, manuscripts and mistakes not to make. We'll talk about um, creating the message behind your book so that you can get out there and market your book better. We'll talk about editing and the types of editors you need and digging more into that stuff. We've got just a wealth of knowledge, including talking to authors about their journeys and um, the mistakes that they've made. So it's just a really fun, um, really full uh, content series basically on on different aspects of the whole gamut of what it takes to be an author. If you missed some of our last episodes, you're going to want to go back and check out um, a couple of my favorite episodes. Uh, We're in the 70s series, so 70 through 77, which is where we ended. There's some really great ones there. So if you've missed those, go back and check some some of them. I did an episode 75, and it's called From Paris with Love. Maybe I should have titled it something a little more interesting so that people would know what it's actually about. But it's about my journey writing my first novel and going through the process um, through the whole gamut, like what I went through in terms of writing, beta readers, the editing process, and the marketing process and growing a whole new audience as I wrote my first fiction novel, Four Days in Paris, under the pen name Lexi Haddock. So that one, you know, I was just thinking I was just telling some of my stories of my journey along the way, but I've heard from several people that this is one of the best podcast episodes that they've heard in terms of the entire process and the journey all the way through. So I really encourage you to check that out. And episode 77 was our first of what's going to become a series of Instagram 
uh, podcast where we talk about trends that are happening on Instagram and how authors can use Instagram to grow their influence, to grow their um, audience, and to sell more books. And our our Instagram manager and expert, Raywin Singari, comes in and is giving some tips on what's happening right now in Instagram and why people should be taking advantage of the trends. So that's really exciting. And we'll have one of those hopefully every month, which will keep you on track if you're using Instagram, which can be such a phenomenal tool to use because so many bookstagrammers are using it to talk about books that they're loving. So great tool for you. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today's topic, as you may have noticed, is how badly do you want it? And this is something that I have been thinking about so much um, lately because I have found that as a busy person who's running a business, who's running a podcast, who's running a conference, and also wants to be a full-time author, it's challenging to find the time to do the things that I want to do as an author. And my book launch was a great example of that. So working with authors and doing book launches for people, I know exactly what it takes and what you need to do to successfully launch a book. We've brought lots of people to number one in categories and lots of book sales and lots of great hype around a book. So it's not a question of not knowing to do. I have that knowledge, but it was a big question of time and energy. And I found that I did probably a quarter of what I would ask other authors to do in their book marketing efforts. And kind of just in full uh, transparency and being a little vulnerable here, feel a little bit silly um, that I didn't do the things that I would tell other people to do. But I want to say that you can want something badly very badly but if you're not taking the action steps to get it done you're not going to see the results that you want unless something just really unexpected happens along the way and i found that to be true my book launch was successful it was great we had a lot of um, bookstagrammers out there posting about it we had a lot of activity on social media i had a great book launch party sold the amount of books that i wanted to sell at launch but it could have been bigger it could have been better. And I think this happens to a lot of us after our after our book launch. We're like, huh, okay, that went all right. I'm not embarrassed by the results. Got great reviews, did all the things. But wow, I really hoped that X, Y, or Z would happen, right? And I talk a lot in different things about how important it is for us to know and understand the goals that we want to get out of our book launch and to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do to make that happen so that we're not disappointed. Now, I achieved my goals. In honesty, my goal was to do two things. One, to write, to finally finish a novel and publish a novel because I've been wanting to do this for a decade. So if that was my overall goal, I achieved that. And a subset of that goal was that I wanted to share my story of things that happened to me, but in a fun and fictional way. Um, I wanted to give my love of Paris back to to the world that loves Paris as well. And I wrote a book that definitely is a love letter to Paris. And I wanted to write a love letter to my friends from this period of my life because the friendships that I had during this time, while it's a rom-com and definitely has romance in it, I really wanted there to be a heavy component of friendship in that. And I achieved all of those things and I can see that from the reviews. And the second thing that I wanted to 
do was to create and build a platform around my author pen name, Lexi Haddock. And I'm at almost a thousand followers on Instagram now, which is not, you know, mind blowing or anything, but considering the level of effort that I put into it or maybe didn't put into it, I'm really pleased with those results. And now my job is to figure out how to continue growing that and how to utilize Instagram in the best way to actually result in book sales. And these are things that change and are trial and error and that you, um, you know, you build over time and I'm doing it slowly. And and the question I keep asking myself is, how badly do I really want all of these big things? Like how badly do I want to build an author career? And the answer is complicated because on the one hand, it's all I want. And on the other hand, I have a life (laughs) that doesn't always uh, allow for that. I have uh, three children that I'm raising as a single mom, first and foremost. I have a business that I'm running. I have a conference that's coming up. I have all these other things. And I know many of you are in the same positions. As much as we would like to be full-time authors only doing the author and marketing thing, how many of our schedules actually allow for us to set up a book tour, to be on podcasts um, every day, to spend the time going out there and seeking all of these things and doing all of those things? It's quite challenging. So sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to say, okay, what are the small things that I can do every day so that I'm working towards this goal and set it up? I have a five-year plan now. My five-year plan is that In five years, I will be making a full-time living just writing books. And so now what I have to do is I have to break that down and I have to say, okay, if this is a priority, which it is because I've determined that I want this badly, how am I going to make this happen? And I'm kind of in the process of putting that plan together now of the things that I can be doing to actually make this come out. So without further ado, what I'd like to do is tell you about the 10 steps that I think are important for us to take to get what we want as writers. Um, and a bonus little step here is is just starting off with being able to face the vulnerability. And I think that a lot of us face a lot of fear around writing. I know for me, I'm not going to project out to you what you're feeling, but for me, I feel that my writing is super vulnerability is uh, super vulnerable excuse me uh, you know especially writing four days in Paris while it's a fiction book it's basically a memoir <laughs> with a lot of fiction elements added into it it was the story of something that I personally experienced that I then took and made into a, a fiction book with a lot of things that didn't actually happen matched in with some things that did happen But you want to talk about vulnerable. Not only was I afraid of what people would think about my writing, and let me tell you, when you run a community for authors, the fear around putting out a piece of work and having other authors say, hang on now, she leads this community for authors and this is her book, that was a huge (laughs) fear for me. Thankfully, it's gotten some really great reviews and I and a lot of people saying they really enjoyed the writing and, and the book. So I've gotten a little bit past that, even though there have been some negative reviews, but hey, we all get them. Um, but it is very vulnerable. And I would say that before you can take any other action steps, you need to toughen up that skin a little bit, understand that you are doing something that is so vulnerable, taking something out of your mind that you created, that you are responsible for, your thoughts, your feelings, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, this is something you created and it's hard to get it out there. So face that vulnerability and understand that the only way we can get what we want, which is 
the writing of the books and the publishing of the books is to say, I know that there's vulnerability that comes along with that and I'm willing to accept that and move forward anyway. And if you're scared of reviews, don't read them. However, I would say as a pro tip, it's important to read reviews because you want to know where you fall short. Uh, sometimes it's just because people don't love the characters. I got several of those. They were just like, ah, I don't really, these characters aren't really jiving with me. There's not much that you can do about that except for perhaps dig in and see if those characters were developed well enough, which you should be able to see by other people's feedback. If other people are loving those characters, then you know maybe that was just one person's opinion. But anyway, I digress. So here's my 10 steps that I am as well trying to follow this year to make sure that I find the time to build the life that I need around this idea of becoming a full-time writer. So first and foremost is to make a commitment. You can't do anything if you don't commit to it. Whether you want to write a book, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to add yoga into your lifestyle, whether you want to be a better mom, whether you want to save money for a vacation, any of these things that you really want only come from you saying, I'm making a commitment to this and I'm going to prioritize it in my life. So I encourage you with me today uh, to make a commitment that your writing is going to be a priority in your life. Then you need to think about how you're going to get there. So number two is to create a plan that allows you to build this into your life. Um, whether that is the building of the audience, whether that's writing the book, whether that is uh, getting the training classes that you need to work on your craft, whether that's joining a writing community or the Authors Guild or Women in Publishing Summit or WIP School or any of these things that help you create the the world that you need and the things that you need in those world in that world to accomplish what you're setting out to do that. So think about what it is that you need and say, okay, this is my plan. I know that my writing craft needs work, so this year I'm gonna join a writing class or a writing group or something like that. Second, and or third, and this is crucial and this is where I fall short, and that is to find the time to actually write. Boy, am I struggling with this because I have a lot of things going on in my life, as I explained earlier, and I want to do those things, but I also want to write. So it has to become a priority to me. I recently saw a post by Annalisa Parent over at datewiththemuse.com where she talks about finding the time to write, and you can't publish a book if you're not able to... Um, to do that. And a lot of finding the time is finding accountability. And I think that's what's really important with finding communities of people. And, and Annalisa mentions this in her article too, but accountability is key. So for me, some of the great things have been joining the South Carolina Writers Association and going to um, the writers groups where we give feedback, where we read our work. It gives you a motivation to have something completed that you can share and read and also get feedback. But other communities can be so great in this too. The Women in Publishing Summit is a great place to find other authors that are writing in the same genres. And we've had so many success stories of people who have found their their people, their, the people that they want to meet with and encourage and, and are, are doing things to hold each other accountable so that they can move forward. I was also having a conversation with this with my good friend and author Casey Whitener. She wrote two really great books, um, After December and Before Pittsburgh. These are coming-of-age Gen X books, uh, literary fiction books. And um, we've, we've been talking a lot lately about, and she's in the South Carolina Writers Association with me, FYI, she's in my writers group, and we talk a lot about writing strategies. But I brought this up to her that I really, I didn't know how to, 
make this happen, how to find the time to write. And she was just like, you know, you have to find those moments in your schedule that you can commit to. She said for her, she gets up at 5 a.m. every day and she has an hour of dedicated writing time. It's her time. Nobody needs her in that time. She's not going to get on and start doing work stuff. She doesn't have any classes to teach. She doesn't have anything else in that time frame. Now, I don't know if I'm committed enough to get up at 5 a.m. However, I did that when we were writing Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother because I had a big, big goal to get it out by a certain deadline. And I had three babies. So uh, kids, I think my kids were six and under at the time. So that was the only time in my day I could get it done. But I don't want to get up at 5 a.m., but I can do something else. I can get up to my desk 30 minutes earlier than I would normally do. And instead of opening email, instead of opening social media, instead of doing any of those things, I can open up my draft and spend the first freshest 30 minutes of my days writing. So that's something I'm trying to commit to as well as um, Fridays we have with WIP school, we have a dedicated writing time where we get together on Zoom and, and we have an hour where we all just sit there quietly and write together. And that's accountability and it's finding time in your schedule where you're actually working. So number four is to give ourselves grace when we don't always get there. There are days I don't, or there are weeks that I don't make it to the writing um, session. There are days that I am so busy with other things going on in my life that I have to start working 30 minutes earlier instead of spending time on my writing. There are days I'm just too tired to find the creativity to write. So it's important for you to say, I allow myself the space to know that I'm not always going to be perfect at this, but I'm going to do what I can. And if I mess up today, I'll get back to it tomorrow. Again, just like creating any other habit in your life. Maybe you're not supposed to be eating sugar, but you had a Coke today because you just needed it. It's not the end of your diet. It's not the end of your healthy lifestyle. Tomorrow, don't have a Coke. Tomorrow, find the time to write. So it's really important that you not be hard on yourself and you don't give up if some of these things fall through the cracks, especially during busy seasons. Number five I've alluded to already, is to surround ourselves with a community of understanding, supportive, and encouraging people who are going to not only hold us accountable, uh, accountable, but are going to say, I get it. I know what you're talking about. I remember exactly what it felt like when I got back my edits from my developmental editor and felt like I had to rewrite my whole book. Um, I remember how hard it is to be stuck on a transition point or on a plot point or to realize I got midway through my book and there's no way for me to get to the ending that I want to by the way I've set up the story so far. We have these things going on that only other writers are going to understand. So surround yourselves with those people so that when you're struggling, you can go to them. My writing group uh, meets once a month and this is a large part of what we do. We have a Facebook group where we check in whenever people feel the need and we often see things like this. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, this has got me down. Oh my gosh, I need some encouragement right now. That's what you can do when you have a, a community that supports you. Number six I think I'm on is to invest in the tools, programs, and education that move us forward. 
A lot of us may feel like we need to spend all of our time writing, but the reality is to have a successful career as an author, there's a lot more than just writing craft that has to happen. Whether you want to or not, you have to know and understand the publishing world regardless of your route to publishing. You have to understand what you're going to have to do if you're going to try to find a an agent or a traditional publisher. In the same manner, you're going to have to know a lot of things if you're going to self-publish because you are taking on the role as the publisher. You have to know about marketing. You really have to know about marketing. Uh, there's no way that you're going to get published that you're not going to have to do some level of marketing. So you've got to start thinking about that early on in the process because if you wait till it's go time, then you haven't done the work that you need to do to effectively market this. And I think anyone who's launched a book really understands that once the first book launch has come. And we all kind of have this aha moment of, oh man, I wish I had started this earlier. I wish I had done that. So making sure that you make time to invest in yourself uh, through professional development, through training and tools, through, again, I'm going to put in a plug for the Women in Publishing Summit because we host so many workshops on a broad variety of things that will help you learn these tools and and what you can use and, and give you access to other people who are doing them and using them and just all of those things. Number seven is to show up even when it's scary. And that may sound um, really funny to say, but you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to do some of the things that make you uncomfortable. You've got to uh, be out there in front of new audiences and finding ways to connect with new readers, finding ways to get in front of book buyers, doing all of those things. And sometimes this is hard to do when we are tired, when we've got other things going on in our lives, when we want to just hunker down and focus on writing. But you got to show up. You have to be out there. Congratulations, you're a public figure as an author. And that's terrifying to some people. But you've got to do it if you want this badly enough as an author. Number eight is know what you really want to achieve. So this goes back to your goals. And you really have to start this at the very beginning. I probably should have made this number one. But here we are at number eight. You have to know and really understand what it is you're going for. If you're doing a passion project and all you want to do is publish a book and say you've published a book, then that's fine. You set your goals up around that. If you want to be a New York Times bestseller, however, you're going to have to really dig deep and do all the things that are required to have that level of sales and notoriety around your book. And the only way that you can create a plan around achieving that is by by knowing what it is you're trying to achieve and reverse engineering that so that you have a plan that can get there. And also knowing that this plan can be flexible, that if something's not working, it's okay to stop doing that and to try something else. Um, You know, to, to, to really chat with other people, to look at what other authors are doing, to understand what it is, how you have to achieve those goals, and then get that plan going in place. Okay, number nine, this is a fun one, and that is to let in the woo. Um, you know, we, especially through our community, like we have a lot of people who who are, uh, who are woo-woo, and woo-woo stuff is something that I did not use to put much faith into. But I started to see the impacts of it when I was really allowing myself to be open to what it can do for myself when I'm 
taking the time to do some loving affirmations, when I'm taking the time to meditate or whatever it is that you call it when you calm yourself down and get yourself into a space of focus. Um, It also allows you to visualize and to think about what you really want in the future. Um, It will help you with that goal building if you can take the time to maybe not create a vision board if that's not your thing. But I think a vision board for all of us can be super impactful because it allows us to really take the time to say, this is what I want. And these are some images or some quotes or something that reminds me of what, what I want. So when days are hard, I can look back at this and I can I can say, okay, I remember now. I want to spend a month in Paris writing every summer because, wow, who wouldn't want to? Well, maybe some of you wouldn't want to, but, you know, that's a great dream. So maybe my vision board is going to include things, pictures of Paris, uh, croissants and pain au chocolat and cafes and all of those types of things, the Eiffel Tower, so that when I'm having a rough day, I can look at that and I can visualize and I can say, yes. This is what I'm going for. This is my dream. And I am going to keep doing the things that I want to do. Loving actions and loving thoughts will never hurt you. And um, and so maybe finding a time to open your mind to that, or if you're already doing it, doing it more. Starting your day with gratitude. This is something I'm really focusing on this year because... I, like many people, can easily fall into the negativity. I can I can look at what's going wrong in my life and that can bring me down. And a good friend of mine has encouraged me to always start my day being grateful, um, to always start my day journaling if possible, but definitely at least thinking about the things in my life that are going well, the things that I am happy for. Um, and it makes a difference. It completely changes your mindset. So I'm going to try each morning to be grateful that I have this community, that I have this life, that I have uh, the ability to write, and that I have the space and time to create that for me. And, you know, something that my friend Haley, who is a guru in the woo-woo world, uh, Haley Hunter-Hines, always says that I just think is so important and, and wanted to reiterate here is that what is meant for you will never pass you by. And I agree with that, but I want to add to my own feelings is that what is meant for you will never pass you by, but sometimes you have to put in a little level of effort to make sure that you're taking the action steps to bring it to you, right? I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, in my opinion. So let the woo in. You don't have to put a crystal in every corner of your room or sage your bedroom, but affirmations, positive affirmations are great. Vision boards can be great. Um, Gratitude practices, meditation, um, all of those things can really help you not only stay on focus with what you want to achieve, but open up your mind and open up your heart, which then opens up your creativity. And number 10 is, is a very similar thing to the vision boards and all of that, but to me, it's visualize your future not just the things that um, the, the things that make you happy about what you want, but to really say from a business type visualization is where do I want my author journey to be in one year, in three years, in five years, and write those down and see what you can come up with that will help you get to that. Um, Earlier in the show, I mentioned that in five years, I want to be making a full-time living as a writer. 
So how how do I how do I visualize that future? How do I take how do I from a business perspective sit down and say what is it going to take to do that? What can I look at? What can I start tracking analytics wise? What can I start setting up on my day to day actions so that I can um, achieve that? How can I break that down from a five-year plan to say, okay, to make this happen at year one, I need to be here. At year two, I need to be here. At year three, I need to have this many books written and this many ads running and this many people reviewing my books and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really being able to visualize your future from a business standpoint can really help you get to where you need to be in terms of planning that route to get there. So, you know, I understand that it's it's challenging and it's hard. And I would just say that as we start a brand new year, you have the opportunity to plan out what things are going to look like. What do you need to do in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, et cetera, et cetera, to get you to where you want to be by December 31st of 2023 or whatever year it is when you're listening to this. So we want big things and they are i believe achievable when i look at what i've accomplished over the last 10 years it's it's humbling it's astonishing it's mind-blowing to me in some ways especially with some of the obstacles that have been put in my way and that encourages me and reminds me that when we have a dream when we have a goal when we want something badly enough we can make it happen you know, within, within um, you know, realistic expectations, right? I mean, just saying I want to win $10 billion in the lottery um, and taking the action steps to buy a ticket every day may or may not ever result in lottery ticket winning. But we're not talking necessarily about the lottery, which is, in my opinion, based solely on luck. Your writer career is not based on luck. Your author career is based almost entirely on a couple of things on your ability to write well on your ability to market well and on your ability to actually take the action steps to move forward with these learn what you need to do and and make it happen you can do that and i know you can do it because we see authors making it happen every single day so i hope this has encouraged you and inspired you and given you some resources to help you think about what you can do to make these big dreams happen. And again, you know, I've obviously dropped this throughout the the, uh, podcast episode, but if you need help in this journey, I really encourage you to head on over to the womeninpublishingsummit.com, grab your ticket, come join us, get supported, learn what you need to help you through these different phases of the process, and allow us to be part of your cheerleading section because that's what we're really good at over there. Well, we're really good at bringing really great speakers and really good content, but we're also really good at being the cheerleader that we all need when times get tough in these journeys. So womeninpublishingsummit.com. If you're new to the podcast and you're enjoying it, I really encourage you to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. If you love this podcast, one of the things that you can do for us is to review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And of course, share it with your friends because that's another thing with, um, with this community is that when you find a resource that's good and helpful to you as an author, 
maybe your author friends will also need that. So I would love it if you would share this episode if it meant something to you or our podcast in general. And I'm really excited for all the episodes that we have coming up in season three. It's been some great content and um, stay tuned next week for the next episode or whenever it drops. I'm, I'm considering at this point dropping several of them at a time so you can binge them out if you want to, but make sure you subscribe and then you'll know exactly when they come out. All right, have a wonderful day and I can't wait to see what you all create. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.